0: back to chunky glasses the podcast this is episode number 98 so close to 100 we can see it we can taste it uh and we have no freaking idea what we're gonna do for episode 100 so if you have any ideas uh email them to info at or directly to me um maybe you're like you should have something to do with sharks yeah maybe you should have clowns maybe you have sharks and clowns i don't know uh, but we're pretty open to a lot of stuff, uh, not just for the hundred thing, uh, in general. So, got a good idea what should we should do. Uh, let us know, or maybe come on the podcast. Who knows? Um, last week we finished off 2014 for good, put a stake in it. Talked about D'Angelo's Black Messiah because it sort of demanded to be talked about. Um, so now that that is done, we can get squarely into 2015. Uh, the, the, the big releases are, are going to start coming sort of fast and furious here. You've got like already this month coming out. Uh, let's see, December, Spell and Sebastian in February. you got Father John Misty. Uh, you get got Punch Brothers coming up, uh, a lot of stuff. But one of the heaviest hitters uh, I expect for this year to be is the one we're going to talk about today. That is uh New Cities to Love. Uh, they Need No Introduction uh, they, when they called it quits back in 2006. Uh, they were at the top of their game with the woods. They vowed to return. Now they are back. Uh, so invited Paul over, who is who is a much bigger fan than I am. <laughs> I'll just say uh, Quinn and Tory, as usual, so the, all their first podcasts of 2015 H- had had a good old time. Uh, very spirited discussion about that album. Uh, hopefully, get to the bottom of of their their lore and uh, whether or not this album is is worth your time or it's just sort of yeah you know it's a reunion album like the eagles but uh you know check it out and ch- and you know hopefully this discussion will help you uh guide your decisions your listening decisions uh also on this podcast which is really cool uh, a band that we uh that i loved uh, didn't quite make my top 10 last year because they didn't have an album but i but i listened to uh, the shit out of their previous album from 2012 tritones talking about uh, the trillions out of richmond virginia um i wrote up a post on one of their songs because i had uh you know was cleaning off 2014 and i had this in my drafts for quite a long time and uh i posted it and then somebody noticed that like hey they got a new album coming out on the 31st a couple emails later uh i am happy to say that we are premiering a song of their upcoming album superposition uh called extinction blues um it's sort of a rocker Sort of in the vein of uh, our, our uh, One of our favorites, 100 Visions uh, Heard the whole album It's it's pretty badass uh, Again, Richmond keeps on killing it uh, so, we're, so we're really happy and, uh, and proud to be able to do that for you guys So tune in, that's about in the first uh, I don't know, 10 minutes of that uh, So if you just want to hear that uh, Make sure you do And uh, make sure you get their album Superposition When it comes out on the 31st uh, So I think that's enough of me rambling here in this here intro. Uh, let's get to it. This is episode number ninety-eight of Chunky Last of the podcast, talking about Sleater-Kinney's new cities to love and premiering a track from the Trillions Extinction Blues. Okay.
1: It
2: happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man
0: yeah, Nearly yeah. a 2 review: just shit sandwich.
1: I the up That right there, he is yeah. a lot of power. power. Oh, Every
0: time I wanted hey, a beer, look. I play Destiny. Yeah, when, when, when Clapton uh, quit heroin, he got hooked on Tetris. What? One of the times he got yeah. Uh, let's not talk
3: about Clapton. Come on, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just
0: kidding. You really don't like Clapton? Do you, yeah. What's the? No, I just
3: hate Layla. Wait, 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 wait. That's a whole podcast <laughs> in and of itself. Right the last four minutes of Layla. Are you fucking kidding me?
2: Oh yeah, that's inaccurate. Kind of
3: <laughs> What? just <laughs> said the one at the same time? <laughs> All right, another That's... podcast <laughs> where Beerum should be involved. Yeah. Um, Quinn has a
0: bad opinion. Let's
2: discuss. <laughs> Your opinion is yeah, wrong.
0: We, we were going to talk about Sleeter Kenny today, but yeah. I guess we're not. Uh, if you guys are ready to roll into it like that, I guess yeah. we're good. Um, this episode 98 of the podcast, guys. We still have not figured out what to do for episode 100. I don't know if we're going to do. One for a hundred, but
3: two hundred. We'll wait.
0: Let's
3: wait. It, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it took you what five years to get this far? Um, even no, no, two, two years. years. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. So I've been around for five years, but but okay. getting in, so, and we were gonna blow out a bunch of podcasts like at the beginning of this year, and then I was like, oh wait, if I do that, then it's just gonna run right into a hundred. I have no fucking clue what to do. Maybe uh, you should just
2: skip it and do a hundred and one, and just save a hundred for later.
0: All interesting ideas. At any rate, uh, we're here today to uh, talk to the the one, the unavoidable one we were going to do in 2015. We knew about going into the end of 2014, and that is to talk about the Sleater Kinney album, Mm -hmm. Uh, No Cities to Love, I think it is. Usually uh, what we've been trying to do is talk about a little issue beforehand. Uh, I don't know of any really newsworthy items or anything this week, but... One other thing we're trying to do is talk about uh, sort of feature a track by a localish, smallish artist, uh, or maybe something we we don't get around to writing about. Um, so I want to get to that before we get to Sleeve of Kinney. Uh, and the band we're going to be talking about is Trillions. In 2012, they came out with this album uh, called Tritones. They are, let's uh, see, uh, what's his last name here? Charlie Glenn is a member of Avers who made my end-of-year list. Uh and uh Quinn, like you were there at the interview, saw what they do. Uh to say that Trillions is sort of a proto avers I think that would be uh it'd be fair. Yeah. But they are, they are definitely their a own. Secret thing. Weapon,
3: maybe, as you called them earlier.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean that's the thing. It's like they're all talented musicians. It's uh Joe Ferguson, Chris Smith on bass, Robbie King, uh oh Robbie King's on bass, sorry. Um and uh you know, they have this knack for doing this really, really, uh, like, throwback pop to, like, Big Star, like, uh, the Raspberries, Eric Carmen stuff like you that. Could th- you could substitute the word throwback for good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you could. You could. And it's, like, it's something that, no surprise, like, hits my sweet spot. Uh, they, uh, like I said, Tritones was out in 2012. I believe they had an album after that. I just randomly did a tracking today uh, on a song off the Tritons and then found out when I sent it to Justin to get edited, uh, they were like, oh, they got an album coming out on the 31st. I was like, fuck, really? Uh, so shot him an email and said, hey, man, uh, so we're taping this podcast here tonight. Uh, what do you got? And they said, hey, uh, why don't you take a Here's listen to this album? And uh, what do you want to play? And I said, uh, well, how about we play a song called Extinction Blues? And they're like, okay. So that's what we're going to do. So this is Extinction Blues uh, off of the upcoming Trillions album uh, called Superposition. All right, so extinction blues from the trillions. You know who that reminds me a little bit of uh hundred visions. Yeah, sort of knocking it. out, so sort of rocking out. Paul, what do you think? Vocals, uh, thought it was all right. Yeah,
1: uh, I want to hear the rest of the album. Yeah, uh, they've definitely got some. Uh, they've got some good stuff going right there. But from that uh from that song, I can't tell like what the full range that they're
0: that with. that one is a weird outlier. Of the album, I, I will tell you after listening to it a couple times. um uh, where before they lean really heavily on the pop. This, this they're leaning a little more heavily on the punk pop. Mm-hmm. Getting more into like back when Muse was actually a good band, uh, very bombastic and stuff. And it's sort of, it's nice. It's
3: like, Quinn, did you, did you, did, yeah, did that I, agree with you? Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, what's not, there's nothing disagreeable about right. that. Um, I would totally like to hear more of it. And I'm sure I will might, yeah. later tonight, probably. Um, but I, I dug it. And I think it's it's like one of those songs kind of like avers where it's very accessible but it's still like really good it's not mm-hmm. like accessible because it's dumbed down or anything it's just like a solid track yep which is well within their
0: skill set tory what do you think
2: I couldn't say anything that these guys didn't already say. Totally agree. Good, but I would want to hear more. Which want to is hear any context? Thing. Which is good because this, yeah.
0: this is actually uh, premiering for them. They're, they're going to do uh, a couple in Richmond. Uh, WNRN, I think, is doing one on or will have done one on Sunday, Monday. RVA Mag, and then this is going to be on Tuesday. Cool. So, sweet. about you'll have four songs out there if you're listening to this and you want to seek them out. We'll put links in the show notes, and uh, and then the album's out on the thirty first. Uh, so definitely check it out then. Uh, so that's enough of trillions, <laughs> and, and let's uh, let's get to let's get to the business here. Return yeah. of Sleeter Kinney.
3: Like I, I met someone on the show so, in New York over, over Christmas break, who is going to see them twice in New York, twice in DC, and twice in fucking Denver. Like, <laughs> like what the hell? Like, because they want to get high. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, okay, so look, that that was the uh, that was the first single off the uh, long uh, I guess awaited uh, return reunion album uh, for. I don't even know what genre you put them in at this point. uh, They're a punk band. No, they aren't a punk band, (laughs) Um, at least by my estimation. But we'll we'll get to that. But um, uh, No Cities to Love, that was uh, Bury Our Friends. Uh, Nobody listening to this doesn't know who Sleater Kinney is, but... How about... Maybe. Okay, maybe. The youth. Uh, formed in 1994 in Olympia, Washington. Uh, we're talking about Carrie Brownstein, Janet Weiss, Corn Tucker. All have gone on to be uh, sort of powerhouses of of music, entertainment, and whatnot. Uh, Janet Weiss is considered one of the best
3: drummers. Alive They're all extremely talented in They're, they're, they're all extremely Many facets
0: Uh Corin Tucker is uh, Sort of a force of nature Uh Carrie Brownstein uh, Portlandia You know mm-hmm. Put a bird on it Is that Is that too late Have we gonna, I stopped wa- Several seasons I stopped watching that. After that season his, one Yeah First season. Um So they put out A bunch of albums Uh They put out seven albums In fact After that uh, Culminating in 2005's The Woods And then they said Hey We're gonna take a break and they just went away. And it wasn't, a, uh, there was no animosity. Uh, it was just like, we, we need to take a break. And ever since then, uh, people have said it left a hole in indie rock. Uh, and in that hole, though, filled up a whole bunch of bands, a lot like Sleater Uh, a lot like Sleater Um, and, um, we saw a lot of them last year, actually, too. I mean, Savages. Mm.
1: <laughs> savages was
0: two years ago. Two years ago. Perfect Pussy. Perfect Pussy, yeah, yeah. So. I think
3: White Lung takes Perfect a po-
2: How is Perfect Pussy them. like Slater Kinney?
3: I mean, they're not like Slater Kinney. We'll get to it. We'll I think they've been inspired. They are influenced by Slater Kinney. So, so. This is not the all Perfect right. Pussy podcast. So... <laughs>
0: Going in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I wonder, what, what was it? October or something. They were releasing a box set and then somebody was like, Oh, holy shit. Here's a, there's a seven inch in there. It's like a new music. Uh, I believe it was this song and seven people all of a were a like, Holy shit. Is leader can him back? The answer was yes. Uh, didn't have to wait long either because, uh, they put this together and then it came out, uh, today. If you're listening to this today. Um, so that that is sort of a brief history of the band. Uh, they are, uh, I think everybody has like Quinn. You were saying there there are super fans and there are super fans of this Like band. scary super and, fans, and and it is is the podcast I have actually been most dreading because it's really hard. I know for some people in the room to be objective about this. Who needs objective? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so. So what I want to try to do is th- there's two things to talk about with Sleater-Kinney. One is obviously the album, and one is what Sleater-Kinney means in 2015 or what they meant ever. Where do you guys want to start?
3: Let's start with the album. The album. Let's let's, okay. like, All right, Paul, like, let's go. Let's do that. up. <laughs> What do you want me to say here, Kevin? You already <laughs> set me up. So. No, I,
1: I
0: absolutely did not set you
1: up. No, this, album, this album's great. I mean, uh, I think it sounds different than, uh, than a lot of their earlier stuff, but it should. When you take uh, 10 years off and people are at a different position, I think there are um, they're three women who really know how to play together. I think they're playing to each other's strength still the lyrics are still really strong i think there's um there's less obvious they anger yeah, they are there's less obvious anger and urgency than there was uh than there uh, was before but there should be because you know are they're each at more considered places in their lives and I think that the uh the album shows a natural evolution for the group and feels necessary even though they've been off for ten years
0: mm-hmm. do you uh what about the hype surrounding this release? What about it? Does it live up to it? I don't even know what you mean by that. Well, <laughs> this is this is this is the musical Jesus. In some senses. Yes. I don't know if the hype was that big, though. I, I, well, I mean, you on, on this very podcast said, like, until we talk about the obvious best album of 2015. Yeah, for me, for me
1: I, I love this album. I also say things like that because I know that it gets a rise out of you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> touche. But, uh, no, I, I, I think for me, this lived up, it probably exceeded my expectations because anytime you've got a band coming back off a layoff, Even if it's uh, a band like Sluder Kinney that didn't look like they needed to get back together because it's not like anybody was hurting for money or exposure out Mm -hmm. of the band. Um, They weren't being pushed back together by ungodly sums of money being offered to them, even though they're going to sell out their tour. It wasn't like there was a record company that came and gave them a Led Zeppelin, you know, tour for $100 million type of type of offer. Um, They just their friends who continued they, they, they continued to be friends while they weren't a band, and they decided they had something, else, something to say as a band, and I think that uh, they're continuing to, to do good work here. I, I really enjoy the album.
0: It's so much more tame than I thought. <laughs> Jumping up and down.
1: It's great. I mean, it's, it, but it's, but it is so different because you go back and listen to, uh, to just like the pure rage off of, uh, off of one beat. Uh-huh. Um, and even coming through the, through the woods that were, you know, just so much bush era rage. And I think that this yeah. is like, this is something that's simmered. This is, uh, this is 10 years of consideration. This is people coming back and, uh, and thinking it's and a more talking personal and, album. And, war- yeah, and yeah, and mm-hmm. working through some more some more mm-hmm. complex issues. It's not something that's been fired off in a few months. They said they've been working on this for two years. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, yeah, cool. Quinn, what,
3: yeah, which, so I came into this as not a huge Slater Kinney like fanboy uh, here, uh, maybe unlike Paul, I guess. Um, I just like I had I had heard their music before. I had listened to. um, Take me out, especially I was really I was mm-hmm. kind of into, and I heard the woods and you know here and there albums. But I never like really had been a huge Slayer Kenny fan. And I put this album on, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought that the first track that really jumped out of me was the title track, um, which might not be the most substantive track I th- on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics aren't exactly like these overweight like heavy po- political tones. At least I didn't get that impression. But yeah. I. I, I I enjoyed them, the like sonically. I very much enjoyed it, um, and I think that, as I said, I commented kind of a few minutes ago, that it's a much more personal album. Like the song "No Anthems," um, seems to be like seems kind of this like personal reflection on their older songwriting, um, where like they they're not right. They had never they had never written like you know a Bruce Springsteen anthem. Right, but they ha- their songs were inherently political and inherently like could had that kind of anthem tone. At least some of them to me. Um, but I I I as as a as a really not a big fan. I enjoyed this record a lot. I think it tapered off at the end with like bury our friends. Uh-huh. Uh, some of the riffs that I really were was engaging with in the first half of the album. I was kind of like I wasn't digging as much especially because i think that i felt i just felt like i heard a lot of the stuff in the and right, second half of the right, album right. before um but i i'm a fan i think i i like i will be listening to this record for a while for the rest of the year hopefully and i and i hope it makes my my top My top list. Let's play a song, and then we you get Tori,
0: you talk about it, and then we're going to. It's starting to overlap and bubble up into the importance of the band, which we'll get into, because I think the conversation about the actual album is pretty easy. I'll even agree with you guys. It's a fun album. Yeah. Uh, It is, uh, and I say that as somebody who is not a Sleater Kinney fan. Uh, But uh, what song do we want to hear?
2: Do No Anthems.
3: No Anthems? You want to do No Anthems? Yeah. All right, let's do it.
0: New anthems. Uh, that, that is like in the sleater Kinney tradition, to be sure. Uh, Paul, you were saying in the break that uh, it, the difference is uh, sort of the tightness of the structure and whatnot. Normally, you'd have like Carrie Brownstein just screaming over that before, and then this is
1: yeah, and and not screaming in a bad way. But I feel like they they kept the structure going for uh, for a lot longer in a more uh, subdued fashion. Yeah than they had in the past. Mm. And there's pluses and minuses to that. I think it works in the
0: context of this album. Yeah. So, Tori. Mm-hmm. Super fan? Fan?
2: Uh, Fan. Not okay. super, I would say. I kind of came to the band late in the game for, like, an angsty female. which is unfortunate. <laughs> I feel like I really... If I had been listening to Slater Keeney instead of, like, Good Charlotte when I was 13, God, my life could have been so much better. But <laughs> um, I like the album it's great i agree um it's not great like it's not like outstanding like oh my god yes mm-hmm. i'm not being very eloquent here but it's because i'm still having a hard time like grappling i think with the album and what it means i think that anytime you have a reunion album like this there's so there's there's pressure on the artist whether or not they play into that pressure is like totally up to them and i think as we've discussed it sounds like these women could fucking care less about what other people think they just made the album that they wanted to make as three friends and three musicians and they clearly did that um so i applaud them for what they've done i find it funny that i find it funny that there's a song of no anthems because i feel like there are anthemic songs on this album i think uh bury our friends is an anthem i think it's an anthem about um growing up and kind of coming to terms with your age coming to terms mm-hmm. with like differences in your life and especially you know 10 years between times like playing together with these guys you know and i think one of the reasons why um they kind of took a, a break called it quits or whatever is because was it maybe Janet somebody had kids and like didn't want to be on the road anymore so like can you imagine like what that would be like so I think that what they've done is exactly what like the band growing up 10 years should sound like um but it it didn't like I, I don't know. It, it, so, it, didn't,
0: it didn't like jump out at it you. It didn't
2: that. jump out at me. I right. really liked Bury Our Friends. I really liked No Anthems. Um, so no C- Cities to Love is like... title track. The title track. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, I'm talking about the track. It's a danceable like, song. It's a danceable song. The music video I have issues with. I think the music video is kind of stupid.
3: So <laughs> Carrie Brown... into part two of our conversation. Talking but, about,
2: yeah, like... Carrie
3: Brown scene is... Oh, sorry.
2: Famous, no and you're going to get all your famous friends to like sing in this music video with you. What is that about?
1: Yeah, and people seem to like it when Jenny Lewis did it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't like anything. I haven't liked anything album, since so. Rabbit for a Coat.
3: So, so Carrie Brownseed's on the record in a bunch of articles saying like, we try to make a record that's like with as much urgency urgency as our like as if we were making our first record. Mm-hmm. And in that respect, I don't think they succeeded. Um, I don't think that this has like yeah. the yeah. kind of I don't think I don't think anything they could have made ever could have oh. Um, But it would be really weird if they had created something that
1: was as urgent as their first album Mm. or that sounded like their first album because they didn't play as well then and they weren't recording in the same situation
0: well Well, it's also the narrative of any band that whether they come back or whether they've been doing it for like 20 or 30 years like uh, I look at uh, R.E.M.'s last album like this is the greatest thing we've ever done you know and it's like (laughs) it clearly was not and this clearly is not.
2: As far as reunion album go reunion albums go this one is great.
3: Yeah it's now Indie Cindy.
2: What is that? The,
3: <laughs> the, the Pixies. <laughs> oh
2: yeah! Album. <gasps> oh my God! I forgot that happened. Yeah.
3: So, <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody I except you, I, uh, what
0: was it Stereogum put it in their top fifty? Oh pff, yeah. Okay. So, um,
3: sure. Oh Stereogum.
0: Huh. Yeah. And, 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 and all of that actually gets. <sighs> if, if you're if you if you're done, Tori, like uh, you may speak. I, Kevin. I may speak. So I mean, here's the thing. I've said I'm not a fan. Um, uh, this album is. And I'm I'm talking about this outside of any legacy of Sleater-Kinney. If Daria listens to this podcast, which thank God she doesn't, she will punch me squarely in the balls for saying stuff like this. Um, (laughs) Um, But this is this is like one of the best uh, like prog metal albums to come out of nineteen late nineteen eighties out of your mind i'm not mind. <laughs> i'm not because no, no no let me let me frame this up for you because all these bands like queensrike and dream theater and stuff were, we're around there and queensrike specifically is from seattle and, and olympia washington area and if you listen to old queensrike and listen to this or t- to be fair a lot of Sleater kinney without any of the context uh that's what it sounds like i'm not saying that's bad I'm saying this is that's what has confused that's what has confused me. It's like when you call it a punk band, when you call it and people have like thrown this adulation at this band as in like they are the saviors of music and, and whatnot and stuff. They did talk about some important stuff, but they weren't the first and they weren't the best to do it either. So it it's it's a little weird. But that all that having been said but, Wait, uh, I mean, I'm I'm need some I mean,
2: examples here. You,
0: you have made some absurd comparisons. <laughs> I knew you were you gonna day. say that.
1: And this is the most absurd ever. I, and I, I, I don't I, say that lightly.
2: Queen's <laughs>
0: Yes, Queensrike now. Look, there, there's all respect there, there's a song there's a song on here. Uh it's actually the next to last song, which is it? Uh Hey Darling, that specifically references if it's not intentional like I would be I would be shocked Specifically references Lita Ford Kiss Me Deadly And that makes sense Because like the ladies In sleater Kenny are my age They grew up for that Guess what, that was a hit So what they're doing on this album Is they're like, we're badass musicians And we know what a hit is And we know how to have fun Which is something that I didn't get out of Any of their records beforehand
1: Okay, let me be clear. I'm not saying that they that they don't have any respect for Queensryche. I don't know one right. way or another. <laughs> but cherry picking a lyric from one song and then drawing a larger comparison that my I'm, not is, pa- I'm not hold cherry on, pa- I'm not cherry picking. That's reasoning from, reasoning from the specific to the general. No, right I, I, there. I, I'm it's not. Cherry, I'm not cherry
0: picking a lyric. I'm, che- I'm I'm talking about their entire sound. No, that's wrong. Um, it's not. It's, it's wrong. not. Yeah, it's wrong. If wrong, you drop wrong. Jeff Tate no. over any of this, this is this is wrong. This is not. <laughs> this is not correct. Look, man, my ears. Like,
1: I'm not. <laughs> I'm not offended by this. I just, it's just wrong. Okay,
0: okay. Um, but anyway, that that's how that's how I'm hearing the album, and in hearing it that way, I'm like, oh, okay. This is like fun rock and roll, and this. And I think now we can like sort of roll into the the, the what they mean sort of thing. I mean, there was uh, uh, there's been a shit ton of press for this album, a shit ton. Um, and rightfully so because they they got to sell the album. Uh, I would say every bit is, uh, of it has been hyperbolic. I I would also say that uh, some of it has been what we were talking about, Quinn. Like really embarrassingly embarrassingly wrongheaded. Well,
3: give tell
0: give the example well, I, I, about. Yeah, yeah. I I want to get to that though. But the the way people talk about Sleater Kinney in period is that they are the Uh, Somehow the saviors of rock and roll When they came out And they're going to be now And I haven't seen any evidence. I mean, Paul, what, what can you tell me the evidence of of, of this? I've um, never, I've never made that claim. You haven't, but you know, you know, no, I've, I've never heard anybody
1: make that claim. People really—that's lo- the
0: entire Slater killing narrative. No, it's not, Kevin. Yeah. No, like it's you, not.
1: you're the one making this hyperbolic claim. You can't make a claim, set up a straw man, and then just say everybody's doing it. So
2: many logical fallacies here. <laughs> you study studying, take notes.
1: <laughs> like, look. I, okay. I, here, here's here's, okay. I here's a quote. Here's
0: here's a quote um from uh the Jessica Hopper, which the thing we're gonna talk talk about it is like um
2: What publication see. is this? This
3: is in Pitchfork. Oh well. Should I not read it? No. <laughs> Pitchfork the most influential music blog. Like for for What good do you or mean? Bad.
2: What is the Rolling Stone then?
0: Well even even the first line. Slater Kinney didn't mean something, they meant everything.
2: To a lot of people,
1: they meant of people, a lot. They did. Like it's, I, I don't think that you can take issue with that because all right, that's, let a, me, that's especially a personal, it's a personal. Let opinion. me let
2: me pose this scenario. All mm-hmm. right, you are like a young woman growing up, and like you turn on the radio, and you like do not hear female musicians unless they're like pop stars. Like,
0: but and you then can. all of a sudden,
2: that's that's not the thing. in 1996. You, the well, fuck,
0: you can't like. You can't if you don't want to do your homework. You can't, but like it, like there's so many examples.
3: Well, for me, the way I see slater Kenny is that they talked about a lot of the same things. More radical and hardcore bands like Bikini Kill mm-hmm. di- bands did, but they did it in a way that was more accessible. Will, like, yeah, and and that was really important. Yeah, like this isn't like they're like they Slayer Kenny like had values and they it, mm-hmm. that. Comes through in their music, but they're not like Kathleen Hanna. Like you know, I don't know. It's not as it's not as radical or as in your face as as those kinds. Of I bands think were. it is in different and that, ways. And that's in, because and,
2: like some guy in a suit is never fucking gonna listen to Bikini Kill, but he might hear something from like the like the self titled album, the, their first album in '95. Like, the first, like, three songs off of that album are, like, all about sexual assault. And it's all, like, directly addressing mm-hmm. a male listener, like, personally.
3: Sure. No, I'm saying—I'm not saying it's not as important or the issues aren't there. I'm just saying so, it's that the style in which they chose to present it is more accessible right. to yeah. a mainstream and, listener. And so, to yeah. your point, Tori, though,
0: is, is that what it is? Is because, like—and I and I have— uh, Obviously, don't have the means to do a study, but I, I am very interested in to see how many people are listening to like Sleater Kinney are like that's a punk band and whatnot and stuff. But don't listen to any other punk. I know you do, but but there's a lot of people that are hearing this like this is what punk is, and like I hear it. And Paul, I'm sorry, that's what I hear through their entire catalog is this late '90s like grunge like metal like. And, and it's good. But the thing is, they, they change. Like their, their early albums, the self well,
1: titled yeah, album, the album was, is, was raw as hell. Yeah. And even when you get to Dig Me Out, like, you're not hearing grunge right there, but it's, it's cleaner than most punk is, mm-hmm. but it's not as clean as some of the stuff that people call punk right now. But it's successful. Then they, point. then they kind of hit. Look, I, I love I love Call the Doctor, but like they hit a little bit of a lull right there trying to figure out where they were. And then, frankly, 9-11 in the Iraq War happened and you get one beat in the woods and they closed mm-hmm. out on a really high note because it brought the urgency back. Right and there. the
0: woods was where I actually came around to him because I was like, this sound is, is more accessible because I, I I'm not going to listen to something and be like, oh, this is punk. I'm well, the, frankly, I'm I, I
1: think I think one beat is better than the woods. One yeah. beat is yeah. uh, like, that if you want to talk Daria about urgency agree, right there, that yeah. right there, that's yeah. their album. Yeah. I've always I'm always going to have a, you know, a soft spot for Dig Me Out because that's what I was introduced to them on. And I Mm -hmm. love that album. But if you're talking about their their musically, their best and most important album, I think it's one beat.
2: I wouldn't say that, like, if this was their only album. Yeah, they wouldn't be a punk band. But I looking at their whole discography, they're a punk band. They're like a punk band that's like. Not losing their edge, but, like, softening their edge. They're, like, pointing their edge in a different direction. Well,
0: th- this, album is pop- this album is poppy, and this album is slick, and this album yeah. is... I mean, it's produced by the same one... Uh, same it's well-produced. It's definitely well-produced. Yeah, th- it's, it's the same guy. His name's uh, Dave Fridman. Uh, he he's actually plays in the band Mercury Rev, if you guys remember them. Uh, but amongst other things, he, he produced Pinkerton and Yoshimi. Well,
1: that's, I mean, that's great. That's, that's a great... Uh, and he one, also did The yeah. Woods
0: and brought them into that. And, and, but that's the thing, is I think exactly... What was just said um,
1: is correct, that if you've been around for 20 years, if you sound or are trying to sound like you did 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. then that's wrong. Um, Unless your name is off, you're not pulling (laughs) that. that. It's not going to work.
3: I think that on that point, if this album came out in 2008, it would have been a natural progression from the woods. I don't think this is like it's not like the 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 mm-hmm. the the mythical punk band coming back after a certain amount of time and like releasing this like fucking terrible album. It's just like this is a natural progression of their work that feels good to me at yeah. least, and like is not a far cry from where they left off. And honestly, I, th-
1: I think it feels consistent with uh, the work that they were doing in Wild Flag and that mm-hmm. Corin Tucker was doing with her band. Like, I think that I, I think you can listen to the Corn Tucker Band's albums and you can listen to Wild Flag and you can say, OK, I can see where they were working some of this out and then bring it and then bring it together. Especially since those were
0: also awesome albums.
2: We still haven't sort of addressed the question of like the super fans that Kevin mentioned, which I do Should agree. Fit? Let's address that. Exists. Let's
0: hear another song. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to do Fangless? Yeah. Your yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do Fangless. That's fangless.
2: Um, not fameless. I just not, have to clear my not, name here. Not, not fameless. That's what I, I thought it was fameless, and I kept hearing it in the song, and I was wrong. All
0: right.
2: So I apologize. So, Tori,
0: Tori what were you going to say before we, we, we jumped into that song?
2: Oh, talking about uh, the superfans uh-huh. and why we think the superfans exist. And Well, this is—go ahead. Oh, just um, if you think, you know, there are people who call Slitter Kinney a punk band, but they don't really listen to any other punk music. hmm and I think that there are going to be a lot of, like, you know, 35-year-old, 40-year-old women—no offense—like, moms on this Sleder Kinney tour
3: yeah. having a fucking ball. So we make, we make a lot of jokes about dad rock. Right. Oh. There's a lot of dad rock jokes. Oh. Is this Mom is, Rock? Is, cool there, mom is rock. there a Mom Rock joke brewing here? Uh, uh, a nice joke. No, uh, I think I, I actually
2: it. I actually have this theory about this band that I think there are a lot of men, like not you guys, I just for some reason have this like thing in the back of my head where I feel like a lot of men like this band because they have some like weird infatuation with like three really talented, attractive women.
0: So that's what I want to get into.
2: Alright, let's talk about that. Right. I'm glad so, I'm not crazy. they are so, parallels
3: no, you're in not other crazy. Bands so too,
0: so yeah. a big thing about Kenny and, and this is this is really the question that bothers me more than like than what I, I didn't articulate well better is is why people think they were so important. Um, because it is three women rocking out a quick search of the internet, you are hard-pressed to find any description that doesn't end with like one of the boys going back 20 years now. But isn't that just bad writing? <laughs> it's Well, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. No, it's, it's bad writing. I, I, I'm just pointing out that it's out there. Okay. In, in the Pitchfork thing, for example, uh, written by Jessica Hopper, uh, who is a renowned uh, feminist rock critic, uh, was part of the Riot Girl movement and whatnot. Uh, wrote a book actually called The Girl's Guide to Rocking. Uh, has gotten a lot of flack. Uh, I was looking up. Uh, Got in a lot of, you know, fight with uh, Steve Albini's wife a little bit. She's now the editor say, for Pitchfork uh, Quarterly. Wrote this this uh, gorgeous layout for the uh, yeah. article for Pitchfork called Certain Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a caption to the left of of this. Uh, it's it's a it's a very good picture. Of the three ladies of sleater Kinney, and has photo by, and then it says hair mm-hmm. and makeup. By. I noticed that too. And fuck pitchfork, yeah. You would never, ever, ever do that if it was three dudes on the cover. So, like, what are we talking about here? Like, what is is that there? Like that they are the they are the band that we like like basically bullshit dudes can hold up and be like no 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 I, 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 I like don't, Sleater no, no. Kinney
2: so I'm not like a sexist asshole. Wait, what what
1: are we talking about? This is media criticism right here, not the it consumption is. of the, It no, is. It no, is, but it buys but, if the it, but, creating but this is sto- the space that was a story
0: them. about Sleater Kinney and this is how Sleater Kinney, an important band for feminism is being presented to the world right now. Okay. So, like why are they being presented like that? I think
1: you should Ask the editors of Pitchfork maybe. Right? because right now again you're cherry picking uh, one article of the many that are being written and well, one no, they, and one and we one aspect a caption on a photo about a an article it says a lot I think this is I think this so, is a lot and
0: it's way more important than yeah, any maybe, of the other maybe it is cherry because the, the the whole narrative of every single article every single review written on this is like how important they are they don't really specify how important mm-hmm. just like they were awesome and. That now they're back, so they're important again. So what? What am I supposed to be like? Okay, what are they standing for? And then I
3: see that, and I'm like, oh, so well, fuck. I, I wonder if this I, is if, like, regardless of what Slater – like the three members Slater – their intention is. Is it like if is the media's intention and their intention to introduce? A whole new generation of fans to their music, or is it to give something to the older fans, the super fans? I think
2: it's neither. Nah, think, I nah. think it's just the band wanted to do something for themselves. I don't it's, think they no. give a shit with their fans. And, and, well, and, I, I
0: hope no, so. That's not true because they hired the biggest PR company in in the land. I would hope so. So they care, but
3: but it if like it doesn't matter though. But this
2: album would does neither of those things. This album doesn't appeal to like it doesn't. Um, feel like it's intentionally appealing to a young crowd but Mm-mm. it but if they were no. trying to appeal to their old fans then they wouldn't have made a record that sounds like this so that's why i think <laughs> that they didn't really give a shit mm. that's kind of what i'm thinking
0: yeah you are you tell you're me the initial say, so look, i mean they're, they're on a label they they have to produce so i mean you you you're probably right but someone at some point made the decision that like Here's the Sleater-Kinney legacy, and we have to produce this like this. And so, and, uh, like I said, that's just my question. Like, I am I'm confused when I see stuff like that, when I hear the same, like, essentially review repeated again and again and again that isn't necessarily about the album, but it's about what Sleater-Kinney is, like, what they are and what they're supposed to be. Because I, I am fine with, and I think it's very important that bands sh- should exist, like, arguably this that talk about the important things they've talked about, but um, if it's just like a if it's just a shell game and
1: it's just hold on I'm, I'm just trying to see who you are thinking is responsible for this because i I'm, well, I'm I don't know that's because If your position is they're big enough where they control their own image, then what you're doing is critiquing the way that they're presenting themselves, which comes off as somewhat paternalistic. And if you're saying that someone else is is creating the image
0: for them, Mm -hmm. then what are you saying about that? I'm saying when you make your product as an artist, Mm -hmm. you either have complete control of how you sell it or not. Mm -hmm. Most artists, it's pure entertainment. Sleater-Kinney has never been considered pure entertainment. They have been considered an important political band, important to young girls growing up, like you hearing them when you're a kid, Daria hearing them when you're a kid. And so then what does it say if, you know, this thing is important to these causes, has a caption like that and the same narrative? I think what it says right now is that we have a tendency to, uh,
1: especially nowadays, Blow up something as small as a caption into a two thousand word think piece. I mean, is the next step going uh, to be going into a cycle of response and reaction like we saw about uh, you know every episode of Girls
3: during the season? Like, I, I kind of have to agree with this, this is here. Ridiculous. I, I, is it is it bullshit that that caption was included? Yeah, would it be included yeah. if men if it was like fucking, like, I don't know, pavement on the cover. That's also because men
2: just don't have their hair styled or wear makeup. or just Oh, but they do in a lot of cases,
0: too. They absolutely do. In, like, uh, a rock magazine, I think they do. Let me just throw a hypothetical out there.
1: What if the response to this is we think that the people who do our styling don't get enough credit and that, frankly, these are, like, the unsung... You know the unsung heroes of the PR game right here. That we all just, get. The then p- it's
0: just simply an awkward time to bring that out. Then, uh, no, right. But that's the thing. Yeah. Is I, I have
1: as much basis for thinking that as you do for thinking that it's something insidious and political and says I, something, well, and also, says something well, by the way they're being concerned. How, how do
2: we know I, I, I that like, the a, band isn't really pissed about that? How do we know that they didn't write a letter right, back right. to... I don't think, to
0: think it's insidious. I just think it's like one thing doesn't like match up with the other. I think reading something
1: into Ooh. a caption
0: without any additional information
1: I, yeah, is I not, think, not. I
3: think we're related. reading a little too much into this. Okay. I think it's. I do think it's kind of bullshit. But I also think that it's. I don't know. I we're think also that, sorry. Go no. Go ahead.
2: Well, we're also assuming that these two like phenomenon phenomena are mutually exclusive. And mm-hmm. who says that they have to be? Like, why is it that you have to be like? A kick-ass feminist punk band, but you can't give a shit about who does your hair and makeup. That's, that's exactly. the bottom well, line. It's like, just, isn't is being a
3: kick-ass feminist punk band about doing whatever you want or like yeah. being empowered? It, yeah, right.
2: Yeah, it,
3: I, it's and so if, if, troubling. If, if, you if, can
2: it, you can attack this from like every angle. You could say like they're empowering themselves because they'd be like, "What the fuck? I look hot," and then you could also say the flip right. side of like, "Why should that matter to you?" And that's like the root, I think of. Everything that we're talking about is like depending on in all media exactly like depending on your perspective, you could see that as like like an having an oppressive route, or you could see it as like an empowering route.
0: And and Paul, I know you keep trying to say like they you disagree with them being held up as this like paragon of this, but they are held up as this paragon of this. It's not that I it's not that I disagree with them being held up
1: as a paragon because I think that they're an important band. I think that. There's more nuance to it than is being than is being put forth. And I also think that overblowing something like a caption without any kind of uh, additional information Mm -hmm. is like taking a line from a book and writing a thesis on it without any without any context. It's not Mm. you just don't have anything to go on other than, you know, your own. Your own mental processes and a, and a series. And so then I will email the, the editors a series of Pitchfork.
0: And be like, what the fuck, gentlemen? It could also just be and like a contractual were thing. Were <laughs> thing um, with
2: like Pitchfork and whoever they're like. I, I've,
0: I've never seen it in a single whatever. article I've read. Like anywhere except Us Weekly. And I'm not admitting to reading Us Weekly. I'm just saying. <laughs> it all comes yeah. out once and now eventually. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean so so, you know, that that is so so Paul though in in your mind, what is the the legacy, the importance of Sleater Kinney? Look, I think that like with any band, they
1: mean a lot to a lot of people and they mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. I I think if you look through like the Reddit AMA that mm-hmm. they did they did recently, you see testimonials from particularly uh young women growing up and you know how much it meant to as as Tori said, just Hear women who were who were singing about things that they were thinking about and didn't feel that were represented. You then you hear from folks who caught up with them, like me. Frankly, I wasn't I wasn't into Kenny when I was in high school. Right. I started listening to them when I was in New York in two thousand one. People who caught up with them with the Iraq War going on and said, like, actually, yeah, that is saying exactly what I'm thinking and doing it and doing it so much better than anybody else. And then went and dug into their back catalog. I think that. They I I think that they've continued to to grow and address the times through a very tumultuous 20 years that they've been in existence. And that if you catch different people who've picked up on them at different times, they've meant different things. Okay, And that's part of the beauty of the band, that they aren't frozen in amber, that they've managed to uh, they've managed to develop and improve as they've gone along.
0: Nice Jurassic book <laughs> nice <laughs>
2: uh,
0: do you think they're one of the best bands of all time of all time I, I mean no, I'm, like, just, like, I'm asking you You like? do you think they are one of
1: my favorite bands of all time okay. they are one of the bands that I go back to their back catalog the most consistently and listen to their albums um, you know If you, it would depend on what kind of a list you're giving me. Are they one of the top five bands of all time? No. Are they one of the top one hundred? Yes. And then we can start. Let's do it by like twenty fourteen terms. So top five thousand bands. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Top five thousand singles. The top five thousand bands I heard in the last month. Uh,
3: Yeah.
1: So. That's part of the uh, transition of the site to all listicles.
0: No, but this is part of the transition of the site because I like I could I could have I, my instinct and you know this was to come on and hate on this album. Mm-hmm. And but instead um, I'm 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 growing in 2015 and trying to like <laughs> trying to be like okay, these are the things that, that are giving me issue and stuff. And like I said up front, like it, it's a fun album,
3: but it's not so, something that I would put any importance on. I just throw it away and it's a, it's a pop album. And maybe a final point and i'm hesitant to kind of bring this up is that you were a huge fan of the x tex album i am and, and i was just about to say this and it's like maybe it's an un maybe it's like bullshit to like even bring this up in the same podcast it's not but like mary Timony and betsy Wright, and these they run in the same circle like they're they were they like came they came to like their artistic they like created their like they, like, came into the artistic of, mm-hmm. like, being in the same time and in the same mm-hmm. political context. Um, and you were a hu- you're a huge fan of the, the last X-Hex album. I am. Um, and this is a different—this is a—if x is rock and roll, this is punk rock. And that is the distinction I see. I, mm-hmm. this, is, might necessarily be a, this might not necessarily be a punk album. I don't think it really is. But— this is a more punk album than the XX album. See, I, I would flip it because I think, I
0: think this, is, this is more pop. And I, think, and I think it's more pop because it has a, 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 an ascribed just by everything that's being written. Like, like There's supposed to be some meaning to it. When you listen to it, there isn't. I mean, it's just like – and this is a completely like the narrative that the press is making about this. But the XX
3: album is pure fun. It is pirated, but I don't think I don't think I think it's more of a I think X, the I see the XX album as like a glam album almost yeah, like this okay. like yeah. I think it's way more pop than this yeah. than this fucking mm-hmm. uh, than No Cities to Love, but I don't necessarily I don't think that like decreases its value at all. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just giving it like a marketing label here. But I just think it's interesting to talk about because a we've talked about XX a lot on this podcast and yeah. We inhabit the same city as that band, and they are like one of the biggest bands to come out of the city in the past five years. Yeah, um, and they are like I'm sure you know, like I'm sure Mary Timony will be backstage with Slater Kenny on those uh, yeah. you know, the, the two nights that they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's I just think it's important to kind of make that comparison because of they're two of the biggest you know rock, female rock stars in the past six months at least.
0: Yeah, and it's it, it's well, it's different past too because like. Sleater Kinney as all, all those guys have always had Sleater Kinney to fall back on. Like we said when we talked about XX, like who the fuck knows who Helium is? I mean, there are people, but it's very it's very niche. I didn't. Paul, did you ever know who Helium was? No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, so and, and, and no offense if Mary's
3: listening, <laughs> like um, you know, it's I just, do like that Helium. I do like. Yeah. Him. Now you go back and read I I, like, I I had really never listened to Helium before. Right. You know, XX came about, but now I, you I, know. I do but like it. Yeah.
0: everybody. Knew who Sleater Kinney was. And so everybody sure. knew who Wild Flag was, which is
3: – Which is Mary
0: Timoney. Which yeah. is – people were like, well, Mary Timony," And then you see this. So, uh, yeah, it's like a, – it's a, it's a natural progression.
3: And then now you have the progenitors back in the game, I guess. Mm. And I'm glad to have them. You know? I'm, glad, I'm glad they're around. I'm glad they made this album.
2: I'm glad um, somebody made a good reunion album.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah. if if nothing else, this, this is the a, best since the Eagles. This is like a decent. <laughs> oh, fuck the Eagles! <laughs> yes. Fuck the Eagles! And quote the Big Lebowski. What about Swans? uh Oh, yeah, that's a sure. that's a whole different conversation. But I I would like to have that conversation. But mm-hmm. uh, um yeah, I'm glad this is not indie Cindy. Seriously, if this album had sucked, it would you know it would you know it would you know, really sucked. This this album won't get me.
0: It, it won't get me back into their back alley. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, there, there is a, it's well documented all over like press, internet and stuff. You either like Corn Tucker singing or you do not. I do not, and and it's it's that that is a barrier. And and but you like the Corn Tucker Band's last album. I like the Corn Tucker Band live, okay. and I'm sure that and and I should say, aside from all this talk about the album. Uh, I think we're all going to be at the Sleater Kenny show. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I expect it to be fucking fantastic. I, I have no... I'm not gonna oh, be, it's uh, going to no, be great. I'm not going to be standing there like, oh, God. I was like, no. <laughs> I, I, in, just in hearing this, you can tell they know how to throw a fucking rock show. Even if I film Wild Flag born. But <laughs> Oh, you go to hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how do
0: you I, feel, Paul? I actually
2: have to say, I forgot Wild Flag happened. I uh right. I like wrote something for DCist this week or I guess last week, if you're listening to this now. And I like made some note about how like, oh yeah, they must all be friends. And then one of the commenters was like, Yeah, you fucking idiot. They were in a band together called Wild Flag and I literally forgot. Yeah. So like I found Wild Flag kinda uh eh, as well.
3: It was a fun show. Yeah. They they play where'd they play? Bucket.
0: And they cool. played Nine Thirty Club too. They, they had what?
2: One Club album? Club two? two? Just one.
0: One. Just one. That was that, the that problem, was part of the, the thing. The, the problem. The, the problem, problem I had at least with Wild Flag was that uh, the show was fantastic. The album was mm.
3: made my M- top ten. Much?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the
3: album as well. I'm a fan. of uh,
0: You know, uh, sort of much like this album. I, you know, it is it is a good. Uh, it's a good Queensrÿche album. <laughs> God,
2: oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> Something
0: to break ban. all the bottles on Kevin. <laughs> Something <laughs> else
2: worth mentioning, and I don't know how this happened. I assume it was like you know Slater Kinney induced. Is that they're half of their tour? They are touring with this rapper called Lizzo. Yep, who is dope. She's like a female MC from Detroit.
3: And if you see, if you come into the DC shows, you'll see Lizzo. Like she's playing the, both DC. Yes, shows. she
2: is, and she's so much fun. Like a really nice person. Follow her on Twitter. She's funny as hell. And so again, like that must have. Like, in the question of, like, was it, like, a personal total control move? Was it, like, a PR move by, like, some overlord PR company? Mm. I kind of feel like that was a Slitterkini move. I don't know why, but, like... It probably was. and I,
3: It probably was. Yeah, I, I kind of... I
2: just have... I don't know why. I just kind of have this hunch that they, like, heard her or they saw her coming up and they were like, oh, my God, she's awesome. Wouldn't it be so cool <laughs> yeah. if she played with us? And, and I, and I should... Instead of XX. Like, come on.
0: Like that would be. Oh, we're starting that rumor. It. Like I, I know why.
2: Oh yeah, Kevin. What, what, what is this you heard on the street?
0: Like you heard no. on 14th <laughs> Street. <laughs> I can't even come up with something. <laughs> we're gonna start a bad rumor about the uh, XX leader Kenny B. You right. saw Mary yeah. Timothy at St. X, X last with weekend. Everybody slept everybody. They,
2: they had an orgy that went bad. <laughs> oh, Jesus,
0: man, I wouldn't have gone there. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have either. But I'm glad you did. Yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> we are the rumor mill, are we not? Uh, I
0: thought that was our shtick. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I guess that sort of like uh, wraps up like talking about this album. I mean, yeah. there's not not. I had something that I was gonna say about it, and I just slipped my mind. So, uh, well, we're gonna use whatever that
2: to- one thing is to like extrapolate all of your ideas about everything. We're gonna cherry pick this one idea, <laughs> and we're like just it. gonna yeah.
0: I like it.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, Paul, what do you think? Yeah, buy it. <laughs> Damn it, yeah. Quinn! Buy this shit. Like, I mean, I, I didn't buy it, but I'm gonna buy it. I want. I like want this record. Um, I'm gonna listen to it a lot the rest of this year. Tori?
2: I already bought it. Deluxe edition, colored vinyl. Oh,
0: what was in deluxe edition?
2: Oh, it's just like Extra colorful.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you open it up and the glitter oh, comes out. They're all glitter bombed. Uh no, it's colored vinyl and there's like a, a poster, I think. Huh. And it's like, you know, 180 gram.
3: Alright. 24 huh. bit flack. 24
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Lossy cassette rips, <laughs> Og vorbis. <laughs> Paul,
0: Paul is like just shaking his head right now. Um, uh okay, I'm gonna stream it. Uh and uh I There's won't count that as a
1: victory right
0: there. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, look, you know. Take I, them where you can get them. Yeah. I mean, I have to, like, the goal is this year to, like, take stuff at its face value. Regardless of anything else I think about this band or, or how they present this album, um, you know, you listen to it and it's, it's fun-ish. I, I like this new
1: resolution, because there are so many bands that you hate that are coming out with albums this year. Yeah, but it's going to be awesome. But, you know, St. Vincent will never cross that Rubicon. <laughs> yeah, but I, don't think, I don't think she's got an album this year, but we've got some, yeah. Wait, we've got some new Modest Mouths. You mouse. hate St. Vincent? I don't Different differ. podcasts. Differing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> or, we got a rabbit hole
0: going right yeah, now. Right? Yeah, uh, we got a rabbit uh, hole going. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll stream it. I think uh, Daria hasn't heard it. I, I am, uh, no offense, guys, more interested to hear her opinion of it. Uh that's that's but she's how, a long time fan, right? She's I would love loved it if she'd fans, come on the that, podcast. That's how that's, that's how that's, that's how we originally like got together was talking about music. Uh, doing this, not to make anybody feel uncomfortable. <laughs> No, um, but mm. uh, on this very couch. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, but but yeah, so she has she's been too busy and hasn't listened to it. So I'm interested to see what she thinks about it. And she uh, can't
2: be a real fan then if she's been too busy to listen to it.
0: Well, you know, she's saving education. So kids can learn. stuff.
2: So. Um, No, <laughs> the most important education is your arts education. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Are saying. Are you in the
3: Sleater kitty Army?
2: No. I'm, oh, is that a thing?
3: Should be. No, it is probably. I
2: think Kevin already thinks it is to, no. the, to
3: the person who's going to see them in New York, DC, and, and Denver. Yes, she. Whoever that's one woman army. They're in the Slater Kenny Army. Yeah. All right. Sorry, so Gary, main I'm verdict is. Give it a
0: list. I'm a sucker. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm. I'm going to stream it, but you guys are like buy this shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You should buy it. All right. So that's about our uh, podcast for uh, this week. Thank you guys for coming down to the basement. I hope you enjoyed the food. Yeah. Uh, sure and then uh, coming up, we have a few. Actually, I think this is the first time you guys have been here in
3: 2015, so. True. Last week was awkward and sad. A lot of the yeah. albums are uh, popping up, though.
2: I had nothing to say about D'Angelo. No? No, just nothing. You and me both. All right.
3: Kids.
0: <laughs> um, uh, but coming up, we got... Uh, do we want to talk about Belle and Sebastian? Do, oh. do you want to do that? I mean, I would li- I would like to do
1: that. Do you Paul, do you want to talk about Balance to Bastien? I I can if you'd like to. Do you to. want to though? I have you listened to. I haven't listened to the new album. I okay. need to give it
3: another listen, but I I am a huge okay. fan of a lot of their older albums. Okay. And I would like to, I, I feel like I could, I would like to talk about I guess album. we're doing this. <laughs> maybe the
0: Father John Misty, too? Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. Father John Misty is, 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 in, the, is in the thing. Uh, maybe a Pond album coming up. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Any December's? Th- any votes? No? I like it. Yeah. Mm.
2: yeah I'd talk about it.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Fuck you, got What? Okay. I'll talk about it by myself.
1: I'll, I don't know I'll talk about it. I mean, these are I'll, all these I'll are all bands from my youth. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just 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 when you thought we got over 2011, we're yeah, back. Yeah.
1: 2011. This is like we're talking like late 90s yeah, late stuff right
0: here I, I'm going uh, like Oh are we going to
1: talk About Tiger Milk Oh no. so, <laughs> <laughs> all,
0: all that and more They're on tour All that and more Coming up on Chunky Lads Of the podcast I think actually We'll end up talking About the Trillions album Avers is going to have An album out this year uh, Modest Mouse Let's get him down uh, Modest Mouse You know I'll uh, talk About Modest Mouse but It'll be the same conversation We just had yeah. Pile <laughs> Pile's coming out I'll with talk Pyle. about Pile We should uh, Yeah um, <laughs> Yeah <so> <laughs> We should talk <laughs> about The fucking Pile album I keep telling
3: you Fuck is like, tell me what to talk about. All right. uh, it's talk like, March 30 it's like you comes pull out. The string and I'll just go. We're gonna do an early March podcast about pile. Okay, it's happen. All right, I'm, I'm psyched for it, it. Is it from your house? Yeah, uh, that would be right. so
0: fun. All yeah. right. All right, You heard it here first. All right, from pile. Um, Father John Misty. That's gonna be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
3: Um, I mean, <sighs> it's not gonna be that awkward. Okay, all right. Uh yeah so okay good. some some might call him the Bob Dylan of our time oh sh- I'm just kidding <laughs> Which is fun to see uh, now. yeah I fu- saw one
1: guy right. let's end the night <laughs> 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 all right
3: this is over let's we'll end it all right are we good all right, yeah, all right so we'll talk good. to you guys next week
0: see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>